So um, my name is Brian Heck, and I've been serving in the church here, Harvest Bible Church, since it was down in the, the little red room down there. It was, uh, you know, I just got busy helping with everything I could, whether it was the soundboard or ushering, greeting. Uh, I just tagged along with Pastor Mark wherever he would go. You know, just, you know, because uh, there's a principle in the Bible, Elijah and Elisha, and anointings are caught, not taught. And you get busy and just doing things, and God begins to elevate and promote and just give you ideas and creativity. So uh, I just am very grateful for the opportunity to be here tonight to uh, share with you some things that have been on my heart. Um, again, just Brian, and I, I am a school principal. I didn't start out there, you know. And we'll talk a little bit tonight probably about seed time and harvest. We've been hearing, uh, when Guy Pei was here, he talked about a harvest coming into, uh, like it's harvest time. And that's really the title of the message, is it's harvest time. You know, so many of you, so many of us have been putting seed in the ground, if you know, just been planting. We know that in the kingdom of God, it's like a seed and you just keep planting it and you keep watering it and you start seeing growth and Christian maturity in your walk with God. You begin to develop a hearing ear. So you begin to really know what the spirit of God is saying to you and leading and guiding and directing your steps. And it's just like the things get better and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter under the full light of day. You know, um, the kingdom of heaven is, it's like, uh, it's like the first gleam of dawn, it says in Proverbs, shining brighter to the full light of day. And there's been some times where I've had to stand on some scriptures. Anyone here had to stand on a few promises and it didn't look like anything was going to change, but you stuck with it a while, didn't you? And you saw your miracle. You saw your kid come back to the Lord. Some of you have been believing for your children and your grandchildren. And we're calling them back in. Prodigals coming home. All right? There's some prodigal children out there. And the Lord wants us to just keep standing in faith. And we'll see them all come running back into the kingdom of God. The devil can't have our kids. He can't have our kids. He can't have your children. No, 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 no. So don't be afraid. You just kind of got to roll it over onto the Lord. If you have some cares and concerns about some of the decisions that they're making and the paths that they're choosing, and God's going to bring them back into the fold. You know, doesn't it say he left the 99 for the uno? Yeah. 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 He's a good shepherd. He goes out and gets the ones that are stuck in a rut. I think we should pray for our kids right now, okay? So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing in the harvest where it comes to our children, where it comes into our our kids are coming back into the family of God. Your word says, train up a child in the way they should go, and they'll come back. There is seed in the ground. There's deposits in their hearts. And Lord, I thank you that you're drawing them. Draw them in. Draw them back, Lord. And we don't have to try to control everything about them. We just give them over to you right now. And Lord, oh yeah, the time is short, and you're bringing in the harvest. You're bringing in the harvest, Father, and we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. I know there's some stress. These kids can stress you out, right? It's like, what did they just do? 
where did they go and when, where did they get that? I don't like it too much, but you just, oh, all right, Lord, you know what? Greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. And God is not going to let them go. Can't, they can't outrun God. One time I was way out in the middle of the Indian Ocean and I just, I couldn't outrun God. I was way out there in the Navy and I was backslidden. And I just remember the Lord kept on dealing with me, kept on dealing with me, kept on dealing with me. And then I came back and I visited a friend who uh, he and I would sin together, but he was serving the Lord. He's a worship leader. And I found out later he was praying for me every day. I couldn't outrun the Holy Spirit. I'd lay down on bed and he's like troubling me and bugging me. And uh, you know what? It worked. The prayer worked. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So I sent some prayers going up like incense in, into the throne of God. It's just, it's coming back on every wave. So you just be in faith, okay? Be in faith, be in faith, be in faith. Keep the switch of faith turned on where it comes to the things that you're believing for, okay? All right, our kids are coming home. In Jesus' name. I don't know. Maybe that was for you. I just, we all, you know, there's influences out there, though. There are some really heavy bondages that kids get into these days. It's through the social media. It's through the influences of the media. And it's like, wow, we just got to fight the good fight of faith and stand our ground and believe and believe. I had fainted. I would have fainted, David said, if I had not believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So this faith stuff works. It's not a hoax. It's not a fallacy. You stand in faith and the miracles, signs and wonders are just multiplying in our life. Multiplication. Would you say that with me? Multiplication. I, I don't know. God likes multiplication. Exponential growth. Increase, 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 financially increased, harvests, desires, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires, the desires, the things that, you know, there's desires that we just, man, I can't believe, Lord, you gave me that car? That's exceedingly, abundantly above all that I can ask or think. Or that truck? What do you believe? What do you need? What do you need? My God shall supply. How much? Some? Partway? My God shall supply all of our need according to his riches and glory. So stand on that. Man, all you need is a few promises and you just say, I'm just not letting go until you bless me. Now we know Jacob over there in the Old Testament, he was wrestling with an angel. He said, I'm getting it. I've been struggling my whole life, big old deceiver, trying to work things out in his own strength. But he finally got to a place of surrender. 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 Yield. Surrender. 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 Give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. Give whatever that is in your life that is holding you back from just running your race. Just let it go. 
It's okay. You can be a little crazy. Right? Why not? They're crazy. Out there looting stores. Out there rioting and doing different things. And they just misguided. They just need Jesus. We all need Jesus. But I tell you what. Let's get on fire for God. Just stay on fire. Stay on fire. Stay on fire. Stay on fire. Okay. So um, I just been sensing. I was listening to Guy Pay, and he's talking about the camels are coming. The camels are here, and I'm like, you are absolutely right on time with that word, buddy, because it's a season of harvest in Harvest Bible Church. Hey, it's a season of harvest. You've been putting the stuff in the ground. You've been waiting. You've been patient. You've been enduring, long suffering. When's it going to come, Lord? It's already here. It's here. The water is troubled. Get in. The water, it's stirred. It's stirred. It's stirred. You see over in the book of John at the pool of Bethsaida, Jesus walks up to the dude. I don't know what his name is. We'll call him dude. And he said, you want to be healed? I said, hey, I don't have anybody to put me in the pool. But it's, it says that there was a time where the angel would stir the water. And I just, I don't know about you. We got some holy rollers in here. I'm sensing some stirring. And I'm just getting on the wave of the glory. The, it's here. Would you say that with me? My harvest is here. It's now. I don't have to wait. It's here. Supernatural increase. Supernatural increase. Acceleration, acceleration, acceleration. God speeds things up. You know, he's got a timetable. Things are wrapping up pretty quick. Things are speeding up. Things are speeding up. Things are speeding up. In the kingdom of heaven, too. They're speeding up. They're speeding up. And it's a good time to be born again. I'm sorry, I don't mean to get excited. It's a great time to be in the family of God. Wow. It's coming in on every wave. Every wave. So let's just receive, 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 receive. Oh, Lord, we receive, we receive a harvest. We receive increase. Lord, we receive uh, uh, open doors. We receive favor, 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 favor. Oh, yeah, promotion, promotion, promotion. Oh, it's for us. It's for us. It's for you. God's not through with you. He's just getting started with some of us, getting us restarted. Restart, restart, restart. Been sitting on, yep. You've been sitting down a little bit, got a little knocked down, but not out. Hello. Any of us felt a disappointment or two in our lives? Yeah, we all have. But we get back up. The righteous man falls seven times, but he does what? Oh, poor me. No, he says, I'm getting up another time. I'm just going to get up one more time. I'm going to get up one more time. You will see God move in such great ways. I'm reminded of a, of a, a king. Uh, a prophet said, hey, take some arrows. This is in the Old Testament. Some of you remember the story. And he said, okay, now, now hit the arrows on the ground. And then shoot the arrows out the window. And he didn't stick with it long enough. 
And, and, the, and the man of God said, if you had just stuck with it a little more and hit the ground a few more times, you would have got complete deliverance over all your enemies. But now you're just getting partial, partial, a partial breakthrough. But that's no, 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 no. No, I, I wish I knew right where that scripture was, but it was Elisha, I think it was. And, and it was just like, wow, it's an aggressive posture that we take in faith that gets the work done. We've got a, a, we're just in a season of reaping, a season, a season, a season. And I just sense, you know, even people coming into the kingdom, it's like, they've tried it all. Now let's try Jesus and you won't go wrong there, right? Okay. So we, we're going to start witnessing a little more and be a light, be a light, be bright, be bright, just shine bright, shine bright. People will be like, dude, I don't know what you got, but I want some of that. And say, let's bring you down to the, to the Harvest Bible. Let's bring you to the Word of God. We're going to begin to share with you and begin to lead you and help you to meet your Maker. Okay. All over the map. Second Kings. Oh, I love... That's great. Thank you. So your homework, I would encourage you, because Second Kings chapter 13... And I had a friend of mine, a man of God, gave me that word one time. It's like, you, Brian, I was in a battle. I was in a battle. I was believing God for a job. I was believing God for a specific place. And there was all kinds of things coming against me. And it was just the enemy. He was using my parents. He was using family. He was using just fear. There was just roadblocks. And I really learned how to just... I didn't know anything about spiritual warfare. I just knew I was in a big, huge battle. And, and my friend shared that scripture with me. And so it gave me enough encouragement to, okay, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep hitting the ground with the arrow. Maybe we should turn over there. Let's go Second Kings 13. That's like somewhere in the middle. All right, verse 18. 13, 18. And I'll just share this with you, is that I would go down to the Gospel Center Rescue Mission all the time, and I'd share a lot to those guys about don't give up. Because most of those guys end up just going right back into the program over and over and over again. They get out, then they come back. And it's like, you got to stick with it. You got to press in until you get totally free from your, your addiction. Okay? So, uh, it says, uh, we'll start in Second Kings chapter 13, verse 14. Elisha had become sick with the illness of which he would die. Then Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. And Elisha said to him, Take a bow and some arrows. There's a weapon. What's the weapons of your warfare? Isn't it the word of God? Says then he said, So you keep hitting that mountain with your words. You keep hitting that thing. You keep pressing in. You don't give up. You don't quit. You fight the good fight of faith. 
and you'll see. But I even know that there's just some things we're not going to have to fight as hard for because it's harvest time. It's just coming in. It's just coming in. But it says, so he took himself a bow and some arrows, and he said to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on it, and Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. And he said, open the east window, and he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot, and he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For you must strike the Syrians at Aphek till you have destroyed them. Then he said, take the arrows. So he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck three times and stopped. And the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you had destroyed it. But now you will strike Syria only three times. So there's a principle in the word of God. Let's turn over to Mark's gospel chapter 4. We're going to stick with some things for a while, and we're going to see great results in our kids. Our children are coming back. Our children are going to experience some fire from heaven. Fire, fire from heaven. We're turning over, and I'm talking a little bit about it's harvest time. It's harvest time. But you know what? We don't want to kind of turn back. We're right on the brink of some things, and just you stick with it. Don't quit. Has anybody here been tempted to quit occasionally? Huh? Huh? Oh, my goodness. How about when I was a teacher and they brought layoff notices to me like successive years in a row? Talk about a battle. Because I had three young children and it's like, you know, teachers don't make a lot, but you got to, you know, I got to work with what I got. And I just recall over and over every, every uh, year for a while there, they say, yeah, we're going to have to uh, cut you loose here. Oh, how discouraging it could have been. But I stuck with the word of God and the principles in the word of God really brought great results in my life. A wonderful harvest. I can't believe how far God has taken me. How far has he taken you? Huh? Took you, you know, somewhere you were stuck somewhere singing a sad song in a cowboy bar or something, you know, and having a tear in your beer. And now it's like, I know I got a spring in my step. I'm not, I'm not in that place anymore, you know, singing sad songs or listening to sad songs. I'm making a joyful noise, a joyful noise unto the Lord. Oh yeah, he set us free. He set us free. He set us free. Let's not even look back. Don't even look back. You just, we're pressing in for a full manifestation of the destiny God has planned for us, okay? I don't know about you, but I want more. Anybody here want more? I want more. I want more of you, Lord. I want more. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to get the material blessings. I I tell you what, it's cool. And, you know, then the world kind of looks at that and says, whoa, dude, you don't have to be poe and broke to be a Christian. It's like, I might want to get in on that. And the blessings are really cool, but there's other blessings that are even relational. Relational blessings. How about peace of mind? Whoa, Man, talk about crazy stuff going on in my soulish realm when I wasn't serving God. It was just the enemy was just messing with me all the time and just confusion and turmoil. I'm free. 
There's a peace that comes that passes understanding that mounts garrison upon your heart and your mind. Wow, freedom, freedom, freedom. We have freedom. I don't know why I'm preaching. I'm sorry. Thanks for listening. But freedom, freedom, freedom. We're, we're free from disease. We're free from just, and, and we're progressively free, okay? So we're talking a little, okay, we're going to hit this now. Progression. There's progression in the things of the kingdom of God. When you were born, you were not like a 250-pound bodybuilder. If you were, that would be different. You were born small, but there's growth phases in the kingdom of God. There's growth phases, right? And there's growth phases to receiving and, and, and growing and developing in the things of God. But that harvest is here. Your harvest is here. Acceleration is here. Let's go ahead and look at the parable of the growing seed in Mark chapter 4, verse 26. I'm using the New King James Version. And this is Jesus speaking. He spoke in parables. He told stories. And in telling stories, he was able to make the gospel or the good news accessible to common folk. Common just illiterate people, probably. I don't know how many uh, schools they had back in those days. But these stories would just illuminate and give them something to really grasp to. And Jesus said, The kingdom of God is, is if a man should scatter seed on the ground. So what's the kingdom of heaven like? It's like it's a pattern of seed. Now, when you go out and plant your tomato or your corn or whatever you plant, your orange tree, does it start full grown? No, but we sure wish it would. When I was growing tomatoes in the backyard, I was like, go out there. Man, it's like this is taking a long time, two months, three months. They're, they're green, fighting bugs on them sometimes. I mean, it's just a battle. I was impatient. I wanted the harvest now. Give me the harvest, Lord. I need, give me a breakthrough. But there's, I heard it said one time, there's no such thing as a drive-through breakthrough. Okay. <laughs> you got to put in some effort. You got to release your faith, stand your ground, believe, and just thank you, Lord. No matter how long it takes. You know, when you make a commitment that no matter how long it takes It'll manifest pretty quick. I'll share a story with you in a minute. It, it says, The kingdom of God as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by day and rise by day, or sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. I didn't really have, I mean, I don't know how the tomato plant's growing, but it seems to be doing all right. For the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade. Would you say that with me? First the blade. Then the head. After that, the full grain in the head. So it takes a while to receive a harvest. But you've been putting in the time. And now is your time to receive the harvest. It is harvest time at Harvest Bible Church. It is whatever you've been believing for, you just keep, you just call it in. It's mine. I don't even have to really, you know, I receive it, Lord. I receive, I receive, I receive. 
I receive. It says, and it continues, but when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. So there is a seed time, right? Mm -hmm. And then there is a harvest time. And what time are we in now? We're in harvest. You're in Harvest Bible Church. You're in the right place for a harvest, right? Man, and I tell tell you what I was thinking about this today, Pastor Mark, 29 years putting seed in the ground. We are well positioned for an incredible harvest. And and just such a, you know, how much God can trust that guy. You stuck with it through the thick and through the thin. And I tell you, we're a part of what God is doing through this ministry. And, you know, when the harvest is coming on the head, you know, Pastor, it coming down to the body. Okay, so let's get positioned for our harvest and really just be like, yep, I just received what that man Guy Pei said. Go back and listen to what he said. I would encourage you, go back, take notes, and just say, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. I take it now. That's mine. That is a word for me, and this is my season for breakthrough and for miracles and for acceleration and for my kids coming home to the Lord and, and, and for advancement in the kingdom of God and for, for new ideas and, and witty, knowledge of witty things and just, wow, creativity is coming to me. Money-making ideas. Oh, yeah, it's just a lot of these inventions that come around just started as an idea, a little seed. And then somebody started thinking about it and somebody started getting some plans together and started getting some people to invest in their idea. And soon you have a revolutionary new uh, invention. I mean, it started out as a seed in Steve Jobs' mind. An iPhone or iPads, all that stuff started out as an idea. The Golden Gate Bridge started out as an idea. This building started out as an idea. Our marriages, can our marriages improve with some ideas, some new ideas? I'm just receiving some new ideas. Let's, let's, let's pray real quick. Father, we just right now, we just receive new ideas for our business, our businesses, business development ideas, Lord. Business development, <laughs> Yeah, business development ideas because, yeah, some of us are called to be camels or, or, yeah, business ideas, Lord, ideas to improve our marriage like we had at the marriage seminar that's just like, wow, if I'm a little nicer, I'm going to get a lot more results, positive results, kindness. It's amazing when we sow kindness what we reap. Lord, thank you for ideas. Lord, we pray for those business ideas, financial ideas. We thank you for health for our body, new ideas flowing into us, creativity. We don't want to be stuck in a rut. No ruts for the body of Christ, Lord. And we receive right now as just drop new things into us, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Hey, you know, it's all kind of... you can. Preach about this stuff, but where it becomes practical is when it starts. Like you get that germ of an idea, germination, a seed begins to plant. You know what? I can have a better, I can, I can have better health. Really? 
I thought I had to have this struggle. No, there's ideas, whether it's going to the, the gym or walking a little more, eating a little differently, or just not going out as much and eating certain types of foods, it will improve you. So what am I talking about? Ideas that are seeds, seeds of ideas. And man, I tell you, God will drop ideas into you ideas into you. Some of my ideas, I, I remember one time I was on an airplane flying from Alaska to uh, back home to California. And the idea came to me, and I need to develop this, is adventure travel. I'm like, you know, as easy as it was to get a, all I need to do is I can plan trips that go to other nations. I can start out going to Canada or Mexico or or the but I can begin to do what I'm doing here going to Alaska. I like it, the mountains and I don't like the bears, but man the mountains are cool, the glaciers are cool. But we could expand on that idea and travel further, farther and faster than I've ever done before. And then and then my wife got me a little passport book out of the blue. I never told her adventure travel. But I'm doing a little bit of that now, and it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It's fun going places, seeing things God created. All right. All right. So we'll begin to conclude on this. So the parable of the growing seed. So what are we going to do? We're going to stick with it a while, and we're going to see that harvest come in. Now let's read this next one, the next parable. It says, then he said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God? This is a principle of the kingdom. This is how the kingdom of God works. It starts small, but it gets big. Okay? A career oftentimes starts small. You got an idea. I'm going to teach. But then another idea came to me. What if I took a school? What if I led a school? And I struggled with that idea. You know, old wineskins, new wineskins... I wasn't sure, I wasn't expanding to that idea right away because I thought, well, why should I want to be a principal? I'm having a really incredible impact on these 28 to 32 kids. Who am I to think I should become a principal? But the idea kept coming over and over and over. And I was like, I think the Lord is trying to get something over to me. Is he getting something over to you? Maybe a career? Maybe you need some new training. Maybe you need new connections. Maybe some, something is going to happen for you as you just stick with the things of God. But I tell you what, the Lord began to deal with me about going to college. What? I'm like 40-something, Lord. Are you kidding me? Well, I wasn't as old as Moses, but I, I was like, man. I'm. So... But you know what? I did it. I went to school, I, I obeyed the Lord, and he opened the doors. But it started out as a thought, okay? So I hope you get that. Maybe some of the thoughts that have been kind of coming over and over, maybe to start a business, or to go into a new career, or to begin to become a giver, more generous, those ideas are not coming from the devil, okay? So anyways, just test them out, though. It says, to what shall we like in the kingdom of God, or what shall the parable, shall we picture it? It is like a mustard seed, which when it is sown on the ground, it is smaller than all the seeds on the earth. Small, very small, 
Very small. Pay attention, though. But when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater. So it went from small to greater than all the herbs and shoots out large branches branches so that the birds of the air may nest under its shade. How many of you want to harvest? How many of you know that you're in a season of harvest? Okay. And harvest, it depends on what you sow. So if you put a little bit in, you get a little bit out. You'll get some increase, but it's not a lot. So uh, if you put a lot in, you're going to get a lot more out. But start where you're at with what you got. And just start putting like the seed in the ground, whether it's prayer seed, okay, or confessing or speaking the word to your mountain, or maybe it's being a little kinder to people around you. You'll see like the results will begin to increase pretty significantly, okay? All right. All right. Well, I think I was going to share a story with you. But it just had to do with how did how do you accelerate your harvest? Your harvest. So years ago, Jenny and I were in a condominium in Lodi, right across from Tokay High School, and it was cool. Got in there, man! What a breakthrough, Lord! Thank you. You took us out of that kind of older apartment. Now we're in a condo and it's a little sharper and it's nicer. And we were very joyful about it. And we had a little redhead baby. Okay. And it was cool. It was two bedrooms, right? But after a while, we outgrew it. And we had three babies in one bedroom. In bunk beds and a crib. And I was like starting, and my income was just not, oh, Lord. I was paying $750 a month. Okay, that seems like not a lot now. But at the time, it was a lot of money. But my income was lame. I mean, there was, I learned that there are people with less qualifications than I was that were making more money. And I just got, I remember I got together with a friend in prayer. And you know what? We prayed out some change. And then, man, the, the, the increase came really fast. And I started making more money. It was incredible. But with this two-bedroom condo, I was going a little crazy. I'm supposed to be the provider. The man, right? I'm not doing too well here, Lord. My kids are cramped up. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. I'm sowing all the time. I'm doing all I know to do. I'm standing my ground. I'm speaking the word of God, sort of. I was reading the word of God, but here's where the Lord corrected me. I went out. Finally, I'm just dealing with all this inner turmoil and frustration over my kids not having enough space and a good place to live. Because, again, it started good, but it didn't. And uh, I went out to a park right across the street, and I just said, uh, I was thinking, I don't know. You know, is this really true? Because I'm not seeing it in my life, and I'm very frustrated. So I just said, help, God. Just help And I didn't want to say anything else for fear of accusing him of not being true to his word. So I went back to my two-bedroom condo. And the next morning, the Holy Spirit began to teach me 
from the Word of God about how to accelerate my harvest. And he was showing me, is that, Brian, let's turn over as we conclude over to 2 Peter 3.10. You don't have to turn there, but there was, the Lord really showed me something. I never heard it taught before, but it was like, it's the Word of the Lord. And I got cross-references. So there was more than two or three witnesses. Let everything be established. But uh, 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 10. It's talking about the day of the Lord. And I was just reading this and the Lord was challenging me. He was like, Brian, you're you're missing it. You need to speak the word of God. You need to confess the word, but I don't want to. I don't feel any, you know. It's like I, I obeyed him though. But I tell you right now, I didn't necessarily feel wonderfully transformed when I read this, but I did it. And the results were unbelievable. It says this, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord? Does it say our behaviors can accelerate the Lord coming back to the earth? It says looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord. But the Lord was showing me is that there is a day of visitation, but we can have days of visitation in our own personal life. And we can accelerate the visitation of God in our life by beginning to speak the word of God and just activate, getting our faith in motion. There's a miracle in your mouth. And that miracle, as you begin to speak, it wasn't but two weeks and a connection came with a family member to where we a door opened up for us to move into a house on 150 acres of land. And the blessing was far above what I could ask or think. And it sped up because I was struggling along in ignorance. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, right? But I got some knowledge from the word of God that I could speed up my miracle if I changed what I was saying. And I began to get in faith. I thought I was there. I thought I was in faith. But the Lord brought correction and he's just like through his word. And it's like, Brian, dare to believe me. It may not seem like anything is going to change, but dare to believe me. And I did. And the door opened up for a great place to live for our kids to grow up out in the country. Then the career in teaching, another test came, but I was teaching three miles away from that house. It's just step by step by step by step by step. God will do miracles, signs and wonders in your life, but it's step by step by step by step. And every step is a miracle. All right. Okay. Well, I got that out. So you just put it into action and you'll see great results. Okay, I'm challenging us, me included, because, you know, we kind of go, sometimes we have little ups and downs, peaks and valleys, but you just press in and you'll see God doing some really cool things and it's going to get super exciting for all of us here at Harvest Bible Church.
Would you bow your heads real quick, please? And we're just going to, if you're here tonight or if you're watching by uh, video, I'm just going to, just really quickly, today can be a, a brand new day for you. By asking Jesus into your life, you receive eternal life. You start a, you're, you're a brand new person. Old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which abideth forever. Oh yeah, a new nature. You get a new nature. When Jesus comes into your life, the old is gone, the new has come. So if that's you and you've never asked Jesus into your heart or you want to recommit yourself, we're just going to pray out loud together and help you with that. We never want to leave a service without giving people an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of their lives, okay, and start a new journey, a journey of faith. So let's pray out loud. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. He died for me so I can have new life, eternal life. I ask you, Jesus to come into my heart and make me new. Thank you, Lord. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior in Jesus' mighty name. All right. Amen. We're just going to take up the offering tonight. If that was you, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, would you let me know or let one of the leaders here know, we can uh, just want to encourage you, pray with you, support you, help you get a, fret, a new start, okay? So um, I'll just turn over to Malachi as we read a scripture. And, you know, it, the Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver, prompt to do it giver. He's not looking for people to, you know, be under pressure to give. That's not the way our God rolls. You know, it's, it's first... Uh, from a willing heart, okay? And and the Lord could teach you about giving and receiving and, and entering into his economy and uh, seeing great results in our lives. I'll just kind of quote this scripture over in uh, Luke 6, 38. It says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over shall man give into your bosom. For with the measure you give, shall be given back to your meat. It'll be meted back to you. I've proven the Lord out in this area. It wasn't always easy giving money when I was in the two-bedroom condo, but I was faithful. And then I just needed to put some faith with in action. And then, boom, things started turning around really fast. Again, it's a season of harvest, and it's an acceleration. And we just reach out and receive and ride that wave. Let's, let's ride that wave. Okay, so guys, there's ways to give online, text, or in person. So there's envelopes in front of you if you need to use that. And then uh, we'll pray over it. Father, thank you for the opportunity or the grace of giving. The grace of giving. The grace of giving. Lord, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life you're a giver and we have the nature of god in us we we give lord just as your kingdom is extended around the world through our missionaries through just the different outreaches we do thank you lord 
for this opportunity in Jesus' name. Amen. And guys, if you would mind coming up, up and passing the bucket. I, I wanted to share this with you. Pastor Mark and Pamela are at a Keith Hershey conference. I, maybe I should have told you that at the beginning. They're going to be back in a day or two. He's a missionary um, to the Middle East. He's been here many, many times. Really got a sweet spirit about him, but really just doing some great things for God. He'd be a good guy to rub elbows with, catch some of that anointing. So I'm glad our pastors are getting some uh, just uh, fresh, just being around the anointing. It's kind of fun, right? So they'll be back. Uh, A few announcements. Financial Peace University starts on the 23rd of January at 6 o'clock. That's Monday. Has anybody gone through that besides me? Yeah, I've done it twice and I'm 99%. I I just want to do it again. I just really like the community that is built there, the fellowship that's built there, and it's practical things for helping us with budgeting or just life insurance, just all those things. It's a a really good thing and it'll go for nine weeks. There's a sign-up thing back there. So please consider Financial Peace University. School of the Bible starts February 5th at 9 a.m. right in here. Uh, It looks like it's unit two, and to purchase a book is $5, and the envelopes are back out there. You could just drop the money in there, and they'll they'll get a book for you. I think there's 60 or more people that are attending that. It's pretty well attended. Uh, Women's Bible study tomorrow at 9 a.m. right here at the church. It's from 9 a.m. to 10.30. And finally, there is online Zoom Bible study restarting at 6.30 at night, tomorrow night. And you can see all those things on the website, too. I believe you can kind of check there if you don't remember any of that. Thanks for your time. I know you could have been... You could have been home, you know, watching Fox News and getting angry. <laughs> or, uh, you know, watching uh, what's coming up with the playoffs. Victory News. Victory News. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Uh, Father, traveling mercies. Um, Lord, just take the message and just form fit it for everyone's need, Lord, wherever they need it, just so that they can just run with the vision. Run with the vision. They can run with the vision. And they can just see everything manifest that you have destined for them in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Ryan. You guys know this guy. This guy is an amazing guy. He's a highly esteemed teacher. I know I'm probably embarrassed, but man, I tell you what. When they say Ryan Heinrich around Toke or even the community, there's a lot of people that he has really impacted. So thank you. God bless y'all.